Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's podcast. Today we talk about training optimally. Coming into the new year, we take a look back, see what we did wrong, some of the things we did right, and some things that we just didn't touch at all. So in this episode, we go over everything that you need to train optimally going into the new year. Stay healthy, stay injury free. If you're not growing the diet, if you don't learn that principle early, you're never going to get there. If you want to master your life, you want to master your craft. Please take your reason why seriously. Your biggest obstacle is overcoming ego because it's fucking hard. You are part of the community. Your mindset, press. If you got a week back, get a week bench. Yeah. It's true. It takes time. That's just fact. We must train. If this is what it takes, hold you accountable every day. It is infectious. One hundred percent easy to be negative. That's not acceptable. Taking responsibility. I'm telling you right now. Step up. Get after it. This has been the missing key to my performance. Welcome to the Storm Podcast. All right, guys, welcome to today's podcast. Uh, today is about training optimally. Um, so going into the new year, kind of laying out a new plan for yourself. This is what we're going to be focused on today. So you two, Tom, Tyler, when we look at training optimally, what's the first thing that comes to your guys' mind? Awkward Nothing. Pod. Awesome. Well, that's a short podcast. Let's go ahead and get into statistics here. I, I mean, I, I've heard multiple people say this. Um, I've heard Tom say it recently that it's basically doing the least amount of work to accomplish the greatest amount of gains. Yeah. With yeah. a Z. Z. Nuts. Um, yeah, so like what's the minimal amount of work that you can do to achieve your greatest outcome while staying healthy is probably like an addition there. Yeah, so, that's a good addition. But the problem is, is people don't know where that is. Um, what is your definition of healthy? Waking up in the morning and not feeling like I could not get out of bed. Now that's going that's always going to happen to an extent, but I'm not talking about like oh I'm a little sore. I'm talking about like it actually hurts to extend my arms. Yeah. Like that like I actually have like elbow pain throughout the day or tennis elbow or like repetitive tendonitis or tendinopathy or like any of that stuff. That those are overuse injuries almost always. Um, not saying that like new people new to work out can't get that stuff because you can, but then you have to that's when you start gauging how to get more healthy and not and like injury free. Yeah. So I think going into the new year, if you're going to be training optimally, the first thing you need to do is kind of like wrap your head around, like what is the purpose of it and what does it look like? Like what state of mind do I need to be in when I'm making the plan for the new year and this new year of training and how am I going to be able to, to basically plan that out and manage it? Um, that actually might, include taking a step back from certain things and then doing some other things that you may not have thought were as valuable. And we'll go over a few of those, but what, what other kind of, if you guys could describe the state of mind going into the new year, because actually what we're going to do is basically side by side, kind of talk about like our outlook for the gym going into the new year, kind of our, our mental state or our state of mind going into the new year with our training and our program 
and what everything's going to look like. So having the right state of mind going into the new year, step one, what is our state of mind training our athletes going into the new year? So from a co- like our coaches? Mm-hmm. Um, coaches, programming, what we look for in our well, athletes. Programming's changing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, some of, not necessarily our methodologies, not necessarily going to change, but it's going to be more clearly defined. Um, so people can start to, you know, we have a lot of requests for certain things programming wise, but they're going to be able to like recognize those things. So they'll be able to get what they want. Not that they haven't been getting it, but when you identify what it is, I think people will understand. Um, but we as owners and coaches there, we're going to start showing in a better manner that we like how much we care through our programming. I think, um, I know Ben Bergeron talks about that and there's a few other people, but you know, we can have awesome programming and like all that stuff and it can like absolutely destroy you and like make you stronger and all that stuff. But if you guys don't feel like you're cared about, which I don't know that we do, like, I don't know that our programming's like, Oh, they care about us, you know? And that bothers me. Like after it was pointed out. Um, so we want to try to make it to where, every person feels like this is actually making me better because I wouldn't do it without it. Um, and it's not so high pace. It's not so in your face, you know, 60 minutes of straight work. Like that stuff's good. And there will be that. There's always a place for that. Um, I'm saying this after I just got done destroying the moon class. (laughs) Um, we will still have that. That's not ever going to go away, but it's going to be in the perfect doses that actually achieve maximal results. So from the owners and coaches perspective, we're actually just going to try and make it seem as though our programming is telling you that we care instead of us just telling you that we care. Cause a lot of times you guys don't, no one hears that. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think that um, looking back at this past year, um, our athletes have learned a lot with the minimal amount of like what I call like sessional coaching. And what I mean by that is like having huge gaps within like one specific class where we just sit through and like we go over the things that like you need to know but are super boring. Like I just remember in the middle of, you know, when we when I played soccer, the coach would just stop and be like, all right, everybody stop and look exactly where you are in the field. Where is everybody? Everybody's on the left side of the field. You guys need to spread the hell out. Like this is clearly something dumb. And you're just like, just let us freaking play. Like I completely understand our athletes are just like, I just want to go hard. I want to go, I want to get there. But like nobody ever really got better without having to like step back and take a look at, okay, what are we doing? Um, so that's, I guess the, uh, for me in my perspective, my advice would be the right state of mind needs to be like taking a step back more often. Like, so at the beginning of the year, you got to take a big step back, take a look at it and say like, okay, Last year was great, but this is kind of going to be the plan. And the reason we make a plan is because once you get into the middle of the plan, you're not going to want to follow it anymore. Like I find a lot of people just think, oh, this plan is always going to be fun. Like this is you in the most basically clear state of mind. You guys come up with a plan and you're just like, yeah, this is it. And then everybody gets halfway through and they're just like, this wasn't a very good plan. I think the plan was probably just fine, but now your feelings have changed and you're like, I don't want to do this plan anymore because it's hard. Um, And I have a feeling that's going to be true with like 
kind of like the new pro not new programming but different proportions of programming that we end up going through in the new year is i'm going to see a lot of athletes struggle because they're going to have to focus on things that they didn't think were nearly as important as um, they originally thought um so in an assessment of this so tyler did you have like a state of mind that you would recommend for athletes to like kind of approach this new year and new style of training yeah there's uh some things you guys hit on it's kind of want to expand on so um to build off what you just said, uh, the legendary basketball coach at UCLA, John Wooden, used to always say, there should be no activity without achievement. Um, and what he's saying is, like you're talking about on the soccer field, like, stop, mm-hmm. what are you guys doing? Why, why, are you, why is everybody on the left side of the field? What if this happens, right? Um, and all of a sudden, now we're out of position. So as it relates to CrossFit or working out, whether it's Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, CrossFit, um, are you just going hard and fast to go hard and fast or are you actually getting better? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, those are two different things and there are times for both. Um, but I think often the go hard and fast mentality be- becomes overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, I still, can't get in the front rack, but I improved my time in this workout by a minute. And they're mm-hmm. like super happy with that a minute, and they should be, but it's like you still can't get into certain positions. What if, and there's the cra- crazy here, mm-hmm. what if instead of doing uh, certain things just to beat yourself up and put extra strain on your wrist and doing all that, like they actually took the time at home while they're watching TV to stress their wrist out? Yeah. Or they did whatever. And all this can be, I'm not saying change your your life, whatever you're already doing, like work that in while you're sitting at your desk at work, you can stretch your wrist out. You can do things to improve. Like I posted on Facebook, uh, not long ago about putting a golf ball on your desk, just mm-hmm. roll your feet out while you're at work. Uh, there's all these little things that you can do. Uh, and then the other thing would be, uh, and Tom touched on it when he talked about, you know, the mindset going in training optimally, uh, would be soreness versus pain and injury. Mm-hmm. Right. The if you have pain, which is the way I kind of define soreness is, uh, yeah, you may have uh, it may be tender to the touch. But once you start warming up or you start working out, it actually feels better mm-hmm. um, versus an injury, which is when you start doing the movement and you start warming. It actually feels worse. <laughs> and so if you are, are doing that is your body's alarm system telling you, hey, stop doing what you are doing. And I feel like in the CrossFit community, um, or the military or the, you know, there's all these things where it's like push through, you know, pain is just weakness, leaving the body and all that. And there is, there, there's a difference between pushing through soreness or the mental blocks and pushing through an actual injury. Cause that's only going to make it a lot worse. And I feel like they're applying that mental toughness attitude sometimes to the wrong areas. Mm-hmm. And that makes things just compounds and compounds and all of a sudden they break. And that's not what we want to see anybody do. And that's like, <clears throat> this is basically what we're saying. Like, this is that classic idiom, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Like, it's hard for people. Everyone's heard it, um, but people tend to not, like, believe it. But it's true. Like, Rome wasn't built in a day. You don't go from, you know, couch to the front of muscle and fitness in a day. It takes a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of dedication. 
like the new year oftentimes brings those new year's resolutions like this year i'm going to do this but those will always fade they always do and everyone who's listening to this is of an age to where they can look the last 10 years and say yeah if you wrote down your last 10 new year's resolutions how many of them did you actually follow through on you know why did you not follow through on them were they like unattainable or did you just lose motivation like why we want to know why so like being realistic with yourself and setting real goals and like all these things, that's going to make a big difference. Um, I know we talked about this in a way long time ago in a podcast. I don't remember which one it was, but you know, you have to go into the new year knowing that you're probably not going to lose 200 pounds in a year. You know, is it possible? Yeah. You'll find the people out there who have done it, but let's be more realistic. Now we want you to lose the 200 pounds that you need to lose, but let's do it the most healthy and optimal way that we can without you having like, if you just lose 200 pounds, you're going to put yourself in a lot of like medical issues. You can't just do that. Um, so that there's a lot of things to take into consideration here when you're like trying to maybe change your mindset or actually achieve a goal that you want to this year and actually do it. So that's the big one. Yeah. I mean, if, if we, and I do remember this podcast, I honestly don't even remember what it, what it was that we were talking about. But I do specifically remember telling uh, or talking about like when people first walk into the gym and they say like, hey, I want to lose this 200 pounds. Hey, I want to lift this much weight. Is if right off the bat, we just went, yeah, it's probably going to take you roughly two to three years <laughs> um, based on our, our coaching ability and how long we've been in here and see people progress. So two to three years is uh, what you should uh, probably estimate on. So go ahead and sign up for that lifetime membership because <laughs> that's you're going to get your money's worth right there. Uh it, do, it doesn't turn people on. And I actually just uh, published something on social media today that had a picture of Taylor. And Taylor goes, she's, I showed it to her before I did it. And she's just like, that looks so painful. She goes, but I really kind of like that. Like she's on the assault bike. And so the, uh, the phrase that went with it is like, you have to learn to like crave the journey. So like when you go into something, like know that like day in and day out, like you want to like get that little bit better. And like, so your entire lifestyle has to kind of get into like, it's just be, being a little bit better, a little bit better, like craving that next little thing. And if you do too much, you don't ever crave it. Like if I just straight up chug chocolate milk 25 minutes later, I'm not going to want to crave chocolate milk again. Like it's just not going to happen. So uh, it's just, you know, throwing yourself into stuff with like reckless abandonment. You're not going to want it. And so it's similar to what Tom and Tyler were just talking about. If you jump into something, such as a workout so hard that you're not able to come in the next two days. That sucks. Like that's not something that you guys need to be concentrating on. You definitely need to be scaling it back. So breaking down the training plan for the new year, number of days a week, what would you guys recommend? Um, for sure. The goal should be three. That should be your average. Your average should be three at the lowest that's three is good. Mm -hmm. um, I would prefer to see four, but the three to four range depends on age, you know, what level at you're in your fitness, um, your nutrition and all that stuff. I think everyone is capable of five days a week. Um, that's about maximum for, I think, CrossFit and CrossFit type stuff. Um, five days a week is what the competitors do. Um, I don't think there's ever a need for six. And there's definitely not a need for seven. Um, I know for a fact 
that we've had people come seven days a week before. And then I know for a fact that those same people don't come at all the following week. Why do you think that is? Um, so three, three should be the goal. You know, you should beat yourself up a little bit if you don't get to the gym three days a week. That's, you know, sounds like I'm telling you to be tough on yourself. I am. Um, three days a week is bare minimum. You know, you will get those results that you need in three days a week. But I think four is the goal. And five is if you, you know, you have every aspect of your life ironed out and you're just getting after it. So that's that's what I think. And to go with that, so uh, we use Wattify and I kind of come up with this with the results that we gotten from Wattify. So this year they were able to, you were able to like go back and look at like your overall gym's results and our average classes a week were 2.4 for attendance. Boo. So those of you actually in our gym, this really goes home to you guys, 2.4. Definitely want to see that. Like that's probably our goal with our new year's programming is because i know and this is this sounds bad but basically if i give you guys enough programming you'll do all of the programming like if i give you enough volume you will do all the volume whatever's written on the board you'll probably do that and then still do more so goal of the new year is really kind of breaking down the amount of volume that you guys do per class so you guys are able to attend more often Now, that doesn't mean like, oh, if I only get in there three days a week, I'm not going to be able to go in there and kill it and still get great results. That just means your body's probably actually going to feel better. So if something happens to open up later that week where somebody's watching your kids or something happens and you're able to go in another day that week, your body's not going to be broken and you're not going to hate yourself for going again. Uh, So make sure that you guys are really working on if you guys are drawing up a New Year's training plan that includes three to four days a week. Um, do you have anything to put on yeah, that? Yeah, I was going to say, um, for me, it would be, I think Tom's dead on three. If, if that's, let's think, what's a day at the gym, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're Metconning, I would say three days a week. Um, but, you know, I'd like to see more in that four to five range. Yeah. Um, because when I think there's that mindset of like, when I come to the gym, I don't know what to do to help maybe recovery or do it because it's not on Wattify. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people feel like maybe like a loss a little bit. And I know that, and I don't know maybe if I'm speaking a little prematurely on this, no. but we're, <laughs> we're working on something to address that yeah. um, and add on. So, uh, so coming in and doing um, some recovery work on the rower or the air assault bike or mobility or some accessory work for strength, uh, mobility. Yeah, mobility twice. It's so important that you got to say it twice <laughs> for sure. Um, after watching you guys move the last two days, that is definitely true. So I, I think that that add-on, that, you know, a mm. little teaser here, um, that will be, I think, a, a real game changer for a lot of people when they realize uh, I don't need to come in and just crush myself five days a week. Like mm. three days a week is going to be plenty, but. What if we used a day or two just to get, like you said, the optimally trained? Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Uh, going into this and talking about that. So obviously we said three to five days a week. I didn't put it two days. I didn't put six or seven days on there. Five days. If you can come in five days, you're going to hit all of the strength that we have programmed more than enough. You're going to have a rest day in the week and on the weekend. Um, that's typically how we end up programming is um, the ability for you to have one day off during the week, 
one day off during the weekend or just taking the weekend off, right? Um, that doesn't mean it has to be Thursday. It doesn't mean it has to be Sunday. So like when you guys come into this thinking about this, I don't want you guys to think like, oh, it's always been this way. So therefore, this is what it has to be going into the new year. Reframe your mind around what your workout is going to be. Don't plan it on like, oh, I'm going to miss out on this day because I'm there. Okay, you guys are going to be able to stay on track just like everybody else. Yeah, there. Um, so as the programming changes, um, which it will, I'm not sure, probably, I have no idea, um, soon. There, like, we'll be able to tell you pretty specifically, like if you want to be on the barbell track, we can tell you what days that that is. So like the barbell track, meaning like you're looking to maximize strength um, and have accessory work. We'll actually be able to tell you what days that's going down. If you're trying to get on the endurance track or the gymnastics track, we can tell you what days that's going down. So they'll actually be, I know this doesn't work for everyone because some of you work odd shifts and changing and all that stuff, but for most people, you'll actually get to know like, okay, these are now going to be my rest days because I want to be on the endurance track, you know, and I know on these days, this goes down. So you know, that's actually kind of helpful for a lot of you, um, specifically for the people who are trying to get super strong. There will be a specific track that's pretty easy to identify and fits most schedules. So that kind of stuff is going to be a little bit easier to identify, which I think is going to get rid of a lot of your guys' issues with other stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. So that being said, if you guys don't currently go to our gym and you guys are just listening afar, take that same thing, apply it to your guys' game plan as far as, okay, maybe your gym is structured where you're just doing CrossFit every day. Well, you just need to know basically um, your GPP is going to be taken care of every day. And so now for the plan that you're looking to implement is some supplemental strength, mobility, gymnastics, something like that. And give yourself those days specifically, hey, I need to be working on these these days a week, not just, hey, I feel like working on and it today. <clears throat> what I'll tell you too, if you're like a gym owner who's listening from afar, like you should probably, if you're not comfortable like with all those things, um, I've been doing this a very long time, you should consider doing some sort of like counseling sessions with me or something along those lines because I'll be able to walk you through it because like I, I've showed, I've shown Tyler, I think I've shown everyone the class layout really though. That takes it is very difficult to come up with that concept. Um, and I'm not, we're not just saying like theory here. It's laid out like very specifically how things go down. So, you know, if, if you need help with that, you should consider like reaching out to us. Um, so making the plan, make sure, making sure that, you know, you're getting in there three to five days a week. You guys have some sort of strength program, accessory, gymnastics, something in there that's going to be outlining and so like optimally that being said i know we put in there you know mobility gymnastics whatever that is like if that's the one thing you're concentrating on in the new year don't just overhaul that you got to space it out if you want it if you want it a lot you need to go ahead and just put some reins on that and uh let yourself know like hey i know i want to do this a lot but only do it one two days a week so that for, that way you're always looking forward to doing it yeah it's there's a certain aspect of sustainability that's important right and i get everyone if i have a goal and like oh i really want to get this so they go crazy they do it every day or they do it for an hour a day or like something where it's 
it's no one's going to do that over time, like mm -hmm. what you're saying. So you need to break it up. If you're going to do wrist mobility, do it on Tuesdays and Fridays for five minutes. You know, like yeah. don't try to do it every day because you're going to you're going to this can become a chore, and no one likes chores. For sure. Excuse you. <laughs> Um, that being said, so we talked about the three to five days that also goes hand in hand with your ability re to recover from those days. Uh, currently after looking back at this last year, you guys killed it coming into the gym, killed it in your guys's lifts. And now maybe this year with that volume kind of coming down, you guys stepping back, learning a little bit more, becoming more skilled in some of those movements. When you take a step back, it's also going to hopefully give you guys a little bit more time and mental clarity to look at, you know, your mobility, sleep, nutrition, that kind of stuff. I mean, if you're just going whole hog into just the workouts and then you're so tired after the workout, you can't even think about eating, recovering, sleeping, stretching, that kind of stuff uh, that you're just missing a huge part, huge, huge part. And I think Tom and Tyler would agree for the most part that if you guys would see more benefit if you only came three days a week and concentrated on nutrition just as often as you guys were in the gym. I mean, I know a lot of people that just come into the gym and don't think about nutrition and awesome. You feel better, but you don't really look that much different. It just happens all the time. Yeah. No, that's super common. And like, just to speak from my personal experience, like I work out five days a week, um, heavy strength on four of those. One of those days is pretty light. Um, usually it's like plyo stuff. Sometimes I'll do like some loaded carries or some like endurance stuff. But, um, I mean, I, that's probably a good schedule, right? So like getting after it, you know, three or four days a week, um, not super Metconny. Mm -hmm. That's not a word, but, um, <laughs> everybody knows what that <laughs> means. Uh, so yeah, I think that's, and I feel great. I should, I should emphasize yeah. that. Like I'm a big quality of life guy. You always hear me use that phrase. So like, I get out of bed and I'm like, hmm, I feel good. I can't wait to go lift weights and mm -hmm. get after it um, versus like struggling to get out of bed, sitting at the edge of my bed for five minutes <laughs> thinking like, Jesus, how am I going to do this next yeah. workout? It's going to be awful. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big problem. Um, like I think another thing, oh, there's Andy sending us a message. That is not a good time to send us that crap, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Especially that got my ears perked <laughs> up. I was like, what? Uh, anyways. Um, like another thing, it's going to be a big difference for the gym as a whole, but, um, I think it is probably going to be the biggest, most, the most obvious differences in programming is we're going to run crossover symmetry as the first thing that you do as a class together and the last thing that you do as a class together. I, you know, crossover symmetry has probably saved so many shoulders in our gym, um, Oh, just since we've had them, it was probably one of the best investments we've we've made. Um, but I, we still get shoulder problems. Um, so we're actually going to move to crossover symmetry is just the first thing that we actually coach. So, you know, we're going to teach you guys how to do it properly, and we're going to make sure that you're doing it properly and not shorten, shortening any of those movements. Um, we're also going to start introducing some more stuff that's involved with the crossover symmetry it's like, as far as, like, strengthening the scapular region. So that's going to be pretty obvious, but again, that's kind of that caring stuff. Um, we don't want any shoulder injuries ever. Um, they will happen. That's just part of the game. Injuries happen, but we're looking to have reduced injuries as far as shoulders and stuff significantly this year. I mean, looking back, 
I mean, now that you look back on the year, so if you guys haven't done this, I mean, looking back as a gym owner, as a coach, and as an athlete, there's so many things that there's never a time that I'm like, man, my shoulders can't take this. And I look at my athletes, and yeah, we've had some seldom shoulder issues here or there, but overall, like, I usually take care of a lot of people and do like some additional programming for people who get injured. I haven't had to do that for a shoulder injury except for once. There's not, uh, there literally, I think I probably have four, maybe four or five people who were borderline like shoulder injury. But again, I want to like injury as in probably overuse. There was no torn shoulders. Mm-hmm. So that's also very critical to point out. Um, but yeah, we're going to, I want to, I want that number to be zero because shoulder surgery, that is the last kind of surgery that you want back, back surgeries up there, neck surgery. Those three surgeries, they're just not not good business um, you don't ever recover yeah it's there's too many things that happen it's it's you know the arm is literally held on by the like the scap it's not like a like a socket like your elbow it's not like that where it's like connected bones and like all this stuff it's not the same thing so you know when you have those big discrepancies in like shoulder strength and you're pushing this weight overhead and they're not ready and you don't have your shoulders in the right spot you get torn shoulders that's just how it happens so crossover symmetry is going to be a big part of your guy's life moving forward. But that's again, cause we, I, I want zero shoulder injuries, other injuries, you know, that just happens. Torn Achilles. It is what it is. It happens to the best of us. It could happen to me tomorrow. doesn't mean I have a weak Achilles. It just means it just popped. Cause I just, who knows? There's no real indicators for that. So the shoulder stuff is going to be a big difference for you guys, but I think you're going to absolutely love that after you get used to it. Yeah. I, uh, I had never done crossover symmetry prior to coming uh, here to CrossFit Hurlington. So um, I do it every day now that I lift, and I love it. Yeah. Um, I notice a huge, huge difference. You start to get those boulders for shoulders. Yeah. It's a positive side effect yeah. of, of doing that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's no joke. It's posture and everything. Yeah. Like I, that was the first thing I noticed. I actually made my own crossover symmetry set because I didn't want to pay that much money for it uh, before we had the gym. And just like figuring that out on my own and that was after my bicep was torn and I was like coming back I noticed as I was like walking on campus one day just I was like holy shit I am standing like straight up here my shoulders are back that ha- that's the only thing it could have been because I wasn't actually like working out at that time because I couldn't so like you're talking like posture and once we fix posture like your breathing starts to fall in place then you start having better lifts you start PRing more and you're feeling better so you know this is a very complex thing that we're trying to do here. But like when we just say crossover symmetry is going to be part of it, you, there's a reason. So, um, and what you guys should kind of look at is that is, is that's basically shoring up imbalances and that doesn't just go for your shoulder. You guys need going into the new year. Like you need to do some like unilateral training and realize like, Hey, there's a lot of things that, I mean, we've done pistols before and people can do like a full straight on pistol with one leg and not one with the other. Yeah. Like, what do you think that's happening? Like if you had, if you're squatting together with both of those legs, like one is clearly yielding more power than the next. So lunges, Bulgarian lunge or squ- split squats, like that kind of stuff is going to be huge. So one of our main focuses is going to be kind of, you know, shoring up a lot of that. And if you guys do take care of that on your own, just a little bit, that is going to minimize so much potential injury, yield so much more strength right away. So like this optimal training is like what we said in the beginning is doing things that are going to give you the best bang for your buck. 
And that is definitely one of the things you guys need to be looking into is focusing on like if hamstring strength is something that I really need to do. And so that being said, going back and looking at our top lifts for our gym this past year, our most PR lift was our hang squat clean. And there's a lot of things that says about it. I mean, not saying that we program a lot of hang squat cleans, but that just means the majority of our clientele are able to reach below parallel, mm-hmm. underweight, and the hang squat clean means that they're able to engage their hamstring, yeah. right? Well, not always, yeah. but for the most part, yes, they're able to engage it better in that position than any other lift. So we're teaching our athletes to use that posterior chain, speed under the bar. Like that's a lot of stuff. Like that lift alone tells you they're better with the bar. They can at least receive it in a position that they're able to get below parallel and it's, move amount of weight. It's probably the hang squat clean is probably the second most technical lift. And I'm talking major lifts, mm-hmm. the hang squat clean or hang, um, uh, Squat, squat snatch, snatch would be the mo- the yeah. most. Um, so that tells you right there, like technical efficiency is through the roof, which is that tells me that our coaches are doing a fucking fantastic job. Um, to have a lift like that as your most PR lift is very impressive. I definitely did not expect that when when we got this report. I expected to see like deadlift because it's no real skill. Exactly, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's <laughs> a shitload of skill, but compared to a hang squat clean, which means you had to deadlift it up first, had to set, then you had to go. There's a lot of moving parts there that says a lot about our coaches and the athletes who are actually listening. So um, what did they, didn't didn't give any numbers, but I mean, so total lifts, our top lifts last year was our hang squat clean. We had a total of 1,200 PRs in lifts alone, and we lifted roughly... 620 we'll call it 628,000 pounds that's in lit that's not metcon that that only includes the strength portion that's that is epic i mean <laughs> honestly i hate that word but i can't really like describe it any other way that's fantastic yeah i was really surprised um like you said to see the hang squat clean as the number one pr lift i was very impressed and you know happy that that was the number one. I was I was super happy. It wasn't a power movement because yeah, yeah. you know just seeing like because it tells you a lot. It tells you a lot about your gym members. It tells you a lot about your coaches because if you're if that's the most PR lift, you know that means you generally probably have good squat form. You have good technical efficiency. You're actually like becoming more coordinated yeah. because it takes a ton of coordination. You know you're getting faster. Got to be fast to do a hang squat clean, especially at a load yeah. and keep PRing. So it says a lot. I mean that's probably like the most telling indicator of like our past year that we have as far as like movement mm-hmm. yeah you really cannot cheat that lift like you can maybe the deadlift yeah. or the bench or some mm-hmm. of the other ones yeah well that being said so we are most Im- impressed by that lift because of movement quality uh so overall the state of mind like your movement quality needs to improve in every movement i mean whether it's the efficiency of a handstand push-up a snatch your squat, you just need to take time. Your main goal is to get better at all those lifts and improving the mechanics of your movement are exactly how you do that. You improve your mechanics, you improve your strength, you have the right plan in place, everything's gonna fall in. So making sure that you guys stay diligent throughout the year, choosing that right program, whether it's an accessory program, a strength program, or even a mobility program or a recovery program, that you guys are using to shore up any imbalances that you guys have. 
I would say that your guys' number one goal this year should be to stay injury-free, um, and if you currently have injury or pain, to not have pain by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, That's my personal goal. That, yeah. Not for me, but for, for all yeah, the members. No, for sure. I mean, it, it is my personal goal, my personal goal for all of my athletes, because I definitely, if you guys uh, do get an injury, of course, we'll do everything we can for you. But if there's something that we can do to change your guys' mindset, change, manipulate our programming, implement some accessory programming in there or something to make sure that you guys stay injury free, by all means, I'll do it. Because the last thing I want to do is, you know, coax you through another injury do some additional programming on top of everything else that we do, but just keeping you guys in a good state of mind, because I mean, that really is what determines how well you stick to that plan is how mentally committed you are and just your mood throughout. So going into the new year, a healthy lifestyle, staying injury free, making sure that if I am currently in any pain, I find a way to get the hell out of there. Yeah. And just a, one last thing on the imbalances, just understand that if you have knee pain or you have hip pain or shoulder pain, it, unless something traumatic happened to that joint, um, it's almost always something else. Mm -hmm. Like it's an imbalance like Kirk was talking about, right? So it's get with us and be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm having issues and mobility a lot of times too, right? Like can't get in that front rack position. They think, oh, my shoulders are tight. Well, no, generally it's lat, tricep, forearm, bicep. You know, there's all these other things that are, tight around it which are preventing you from doing certain things yeah so just understand that like hey oh my knees hurt um oh, i just got bad knees that may be the case it may not be maybe your hamstrings are so tight uh, that it's pulling that joint out of alignment and and it irritates it every time you you move yeah. so get with us and we'll definitely help you out and then um you know i'm sure we're getting ready to wrap this up yeah so you know, you should also, like, we've actually made a, quite a few <clears throat> big, big, I mean, they're not big, but to us, they are um, business decisions. So a lot of stuff is going to be changing, you know, in your guys' favor um, based off those decisions. So, you know, it's going to be a pretty exciting year as we move forward. Um, I know some of you are at, co like, Coffee and Coaches, is that what we call it? Coaches, yeah. coaches and Coffee, Coffee and Coaches. Coaches and coffee, <laughs> coffee and coaches. Anyways, um, coffee first, then the coaches. Yeah. You can't you can't listen to our coaches without coffee. Um, we, you know, everyone that was there kind of under, understood like a really simple plan of what we had intentions of doing, but it actually changed for a, a way better reason. So, you know, just there's a like we're not getting stagnant, as you guys all know. There's nothing that I love more than a construction project on the weekend. Uh, and it's nothing more than I hate yeah. than a construction project on the weekend. I mean, I, we have done some absolutely insane shit. Uh, this is actually not – actually, some of it is insane, but uh, <laughs> we're going to do it anyways just because we're fucking crazy. So there's a ton of stuff that's going to, like, make your experience at CrossFit Pickerington I, 10 exit, honestly. I mean, once it's – you know, once we get goes on all of it, um, it your experience is going to be 10 x easily. So uh, that's all I really have to say about that. Yeah. I don't even want to get into it, but a it's, lot to come. There's a schematics. Lot to there's <laughs> Tom's drawing stuff and cut it out and take it The next together. invention or next investment we're going to have is going to be a 3D printer. Let's put it that way. Yeah. 
I absolutely love this shit. <laughs> All right, guys. So wrapping it up, getting into stats for this past week, we have Columbus at number one for our podcast listeners. Actually, it's Ohio that sweeps the top five. Really? So all Ohio. So I got Columbus, number one. Number two, Strongville, Ohio. Number three, Akron. Number four, Sugar Creek. And number five, Canal Winchester, rounding it out. Sugar Creek. Sugar Creek, one word. I'm Googling you, Sugar Creek. (laughs) Village. Village. Is it a village? States it is a village in Tuscarawas. County, Ohio. I didn't even know that was a county in Ohio. Oh, I'm not, yeah. and I'm not. I'm a county bashing. Con- I'm a Sugar Creek. I'm a county connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. My dad was a game warden. He knew every single. That's oh, part yeah. of the test. So you have to know all the counties. So I can probably still name them all. Oh, all right, guys. Let's see if there's a CrossFit. No, oh, we're gonna find out real quick who there. It could be nobody. Can somebody just works out a home? Sugar Creek CrossFit. Well, is that is. you? Is that you? Let me find out here. Have in Ohio. There you go. Sugar Creek, Ohio. Sugar Creek CrossFit. Making it rain. <laughs> Watch it not even be. No, it is. I'm on their Facebook. Be, right? I'm on okay. their Facebook. Yeah, I, I'll go ahead and give you a like. <laughs> listen, listen. Liked. Liked. <laughs> Blue Clicked. All right, guys, that wraps up today's podcast. Make sure you guys go ahead, reach out if you guys do need any help from us. If you guys do take a step back and realize that, uh, you know, whatever you're doing on your own, or if you are a gym owner and need a little help kind of framing up the new year, feel free to reach out. Love to hear from the podcast listeners. Without further ado, that is all. See you. Bye.